0: This is day 108 of our daily Bible reading. We'll be completing Psalms chapters 58 through 62. Lord God, you are righteous, and only through your Son are we righteous as well. There's nothing redeemable in us, Lord. All we can offer you at our best is filthy rags. Our life is merely just a breath. And yet, Lord, you have given us mercy, compassion, and salvation. Lord, may we understand the significance of this and may this shape the way that we look at our lives every day. May we have the boldness of the gospel in our lips every day. Lord, please bless the reading of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you indeed speak righteousness, O gods? Do you judge uprightly, O sons of men? No. In heart you work unrighteousness. On, on earth you weigh out the violence of your hands. The wicked are estranged from the womb. These who speak lies go astray from birth. They have venom like the venom of a serpent, like a deaf cobra that stops up its ear so that it does not hear the voice of charmers or a skillful caster of spells. O God, shatter their teeth in their mouth. Break out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Let them flow away like water that runs off. When he aims his arrows, let them be as headless shafts. Let them be as a snail which melts away as it goes along, like the miscarriages of a woman which never see the sun. Before your pots can feel the fire of thorns, he will sweep them away with a whirlwind, the green and the burning alike. The righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He will wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. And men will say, Surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely there is a God who judges on earth. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Set me securely on high, away from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who do iniquity, and save me from men of bloodshed. For behold, they have set an ambush for my life. Fierce men launch an attack against me, not for my transgression nor for my sin, O Lord. For no guilt of mine they run and set themselves against me. "'Arouse yourself to help me, and see. "'You, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, "'awake to punish all the nations. "'Do not be gracious to any who are treacherous in iniquity.'" Salah. "'They return at evening. "'They howl like a dog, and go round the city. "'Behold, they belch forth with their mouth. "'Swords are in their lips.'" For they say, Who hears? But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You scoff at all the nations. Because of his strength, I will watch for you, for God is my stronghold. My God in his loving kindness will meet me. God will let me look triumphantly upon my foes. Do not slay them, or my people will forget. Scatter them by your power and bring them down. O Lord, our shield, on account of the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips. Let them even be caught in their pride, and on account of curses and lies which they utter. Destroy them in wrath. Destroy them, that they may be no more, that men may know that God rules in Jacob to the ends of the earth. Salah. They return at evening, they howl like a dog, and go around the city. They wander about for food, and growl if they are not satisfied. But as for me, I shall sing of your strength. Yes, I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning, for you have been my stronghold and a refuge in the day of my distress. O oh, my strength, I will sing praises to you. For God is my stronghold, the God who shows me loving-kindness. O God, you have rejected us, you have broken us, you have been angry, oh, restore us. You have made the land quake, you have split it open. Heal its breaches, for it totters. You have made your people experience hardship. You have given us wine to drink that makes us stagger. You have given a banner to those who fear you, that it may be displayed because of the truth. Selah. That your beloved may be delivered. Save with your right hand and answer us. God has spoken in his holiness. I will exalt. I will portion out Shechem, and measure out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet of my head. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my washbowl. Over Edom I shall throw my shoe. Shout loud, O Philistia, because of me. Who will bring me into the besieged city? who will lead me to Edom? Have you not yourself, O God, rejected us? And will you not go forth with our armies, O God? O give us help against the adversary, for deliverance by man is in vain. Through God we shall do valiantly, and it is he who will tread down our adversaries." Hear my cry, O God. Give heed to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a refuge for me, a tower of strength against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever. Let me take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Selah. For you have heard my vows, O God. You have given me the inheritance of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life. His years will be as many generations. He will abide before God forever. Appoint loving kindness and truth that they may preserve him. So I will sing praise to your name forever, that I may pay my vows day by day. My soul waits in silence for God only. From Him is my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will you assail a man, that you may murder him, all of you, like a leaning wall, like a tottering fence? They have counseled only to thrust him down from his high position. They delight in falsehood. They bless with their mouth, but inwardly they curse. Selah. My soul, wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my strength, my refuge, is in God. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Salah. Men of low degree are only vanity, and men of rank are a lie. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than breath. Do not trust in oppression, and do not vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart upon them. Once God has spoken, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. And loving kindness is yours, O Lord, for you recompense a man according to his work. All right, so very similar themes that we've seen today that from some of the other psalms, so we'll be pretty brief on this one today. When I mean brief, I mean really brief. I said that last time, and I ended up going way longer than I expected. Psalm 58 is a psalm of speaking about God's righteousness. It's called an imprecatory psalm. And so the point of this is to call upon God as judge and to seek his revenge and his justice for mankind especially for his godly ones so we we see that people are always trying to get the righteous people down there's always and then again it's not because of you they really hate god and they're taking it out on you And so we ask God to make their attacks on us as ineffective as possible, like he says here in verse 6. Oh God, shatter their teeth in their mouth. Break out the fangs of the young lions. When they actually bite, it's going to be gums, right? It's not going to hurt. Let them flow away like water that runs off. When he aims his arrows, let them be as headless shafts. Imagine getting hit with an arrow that doesn't have a point on it. Let them be as a snail which melts away as it goes along, like the miscarriages of a woman which never see the sun. As they are attempting to trap us, let their plans slowly fade, or never see the light of day, as he's making this point here. And then you see at the end of the chapter that he is confident that God has the ability and will act on our behalf. We have to understand that he will act on our behalf. We just have to let him do it and trust him in the process. Psalm 59 is another poem of David's here. This is when we see the story of one of the first times that Saul comes to attack him. This is when he's still living at home with his new wife Michal, which is Saul's daughter, And they break into his house and look for him, but Mikal gets a household idol, puts a wig on it, puts it in bed, and makes it pretend like it's him. And he's escaping out the window. What's very interesting is that that actual act of running away is not anything that seems courageous or trusting in the Lord, and yet this is the psalm he wrote about it. I thought that was very interesting because... His actions do not match the psalm. And so it, it's just weird how that happened. So, he, of course, he's describing the situation he's in. He's calling these men dogs, since all that's all they are. They're just the king's pets that are doing his bidding. And he's wanting them to be as ineffective as possible in their efforts. And he asks for punishment upon these wicked people. And he has, at the end, just like before, you see that transition in a lot of these psalms. It starts off kind of depressing, where, Lord, I'm in this problem, help me. But then you see at the end of the psalm that he has confidence that God will do something, and that God is in control. And that's really when we are in our struggles, and when we're in our prayer lives, and we're bringing these issues to God, that's how we should walk away from these problems. Remembering who God is, his faithfulness, his ability to fix these things, we have to trust him to be able to do it. If we have no faith, then he's likely not going to do what we would like for him to do. He will work his will as he sees fit, of course, but how often do you see in the Bible that faithful prayer causes things to happen? It's not that we boss God around, but God inclines his ear to those who are righteous and faithful and trust in the Lord to do as he says he will. So there's something to that that we have to keep in mind. Psalm chapter 60. You don't really hear about this story too much in the rest of the Bible, but this is a particular campaign that David was involved in in combat with the northern people of Mesopotamia and the northern end of Israel. We see the the account of part of this in 2 Samuel chapter 8, where it mentions that Joab went and he had a humongous victory where he killed about 12,000 people of Edom in the Valley of Salt. And so this is the time that he writes this. So he's rallying God as his banner. He's calling God his banner, the flag that we should be operating under. As to And why do we wave a flag, right? We wave our flag as a form of allegiance and patriotism, right? And so if we wave God, for example, like a flag in our lives, then we are not only aligning our allegiance with him, since we are citizens of his kingdom, being redeemed by Christ, but also we're showing our patriotism. We're showing what we stand for, and that's something that this current generation lacks very much. The waving of our flags in front of everybody to show what we believe. Because again, our faith is not an opinion, it is truth, objective truth, but also it is not to be kept to ourselves. We are to wave it around like a flag. So do the people around you know what you stand for? And if they don't, then we have some work to do, right? Psalm 61 is a prayer of David's as well, where he seems to be really depressed here, and he's praying for strength and security because all of these people around him are always out to get him, and we know, we, we, we sound like, oh, David, you, we continue to see you just having all these problems, And but we love that he had these problems only because of the Psalms that it created for our instruction. We don't really understand what he dealt with, I don't think. Because we've never been in his situation. I mean, years of being on the run, not being able to relax, not being able to be in a civilized environment, for years, we don't know what that's like at all. and So we say, oh, David just being a wimp. No, we don't understand the hardship he went through. And... When things are that bad, you need to trust in the Lord. Because if you don't, then things are going to look very bleak. So surely, we need to see it for what it really is, and not just call David a wimp or just an emotional guy, which he is emotional in a good way. His soul is sensitive to God's calling. And we need to be sensitive to God's calling, too, by closing our mouths and opening our ears. And lastly, we have Psalm 62, where we see the another concept of us waiting on the Lord. Not necessarily doing nothing while the Lord is preparing to act on our behalf, but we still have our standing orders that so we need to be preparing, and we need to be communing with God, and praying, and developing our knowledge base of the Bible in the meantime. And if, as usual, he calls for the people to be brought low, those who are evil, and for the ones that are being oppressed, those to be encouraged. May we be like David as we close today. Verse 8. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. There are three things that we're asked to do here. For one is to trust in him at all times. I know that's not always easy. But even when we are at our worst, we need to trust God. And I'm reminding myself as well. Secondly, we're supposed to pour out our hearts before him. That posture of sacrifice, right? Like the pouring out of a drink offering from the sacrificial system. Just holding nothing back from God. Letting him have all of us. And that's what it's calling us to do. And thirdly is not necessarily an action, but to remind ourselves. Remind ourselves that God is a refuge for us. Now, what does it mean to be a refuge? He is a safe place. He is a place of safety. And really, like we've mentioned many times before, Man can't do much to us, because God won't allow it. And even if we are afflicted in this life, this is just a temporary place in our sojourning. And should it result in something terrible, we will be spending eternity with him in perfection. So surely we can handle this brief moment of our eternity for his glory. He is our refuge. and I promised I'd keep it short. That's all I have for today. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. I'm Ryan, and take care. God bless you.